0: chapter 5 last week we saw that the mind is very very important from 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and we saw that our natural mind cannot be trusted that it will lead us astray and Only having the mind of Christ repairs our natural mind. And we closed last Sunday with reminding us that we, you alone, are the gatekeeper of your mind. And indeed we are to be the gatekeepers of our mind. That we ought to test every thought that comes into our mind and bring it into captivity to the obedience of Christ 2 Corinthians tells us and so in in realizing that the the great responsibility that we have in taking captive our mind every thought bringing in to obedience to to Christ so that's a 24-hour 7-day a week job it's it's continual, and our responsibility, we can't give it to anyone else. So in building on that today, and, and again, this all, this all fits into how we view the world, and it's important for us, the big picture is that we were created by God, the fall of man, disrupted what God designed for us and broke fellowship with God. But God sent his son to redeem us, to save us, to deliver us from our sin and to bring restoration, fellowship with God, and ultimately complete restoration when we're in his presence. But in the midst of this life, as we have been redeemed, as we have been delivered from the penalty of sin and the power of sin, we're still wrestling in this world. We live in a fallen world. We're still wrestling with the presence of sin. And that's where we have to take captive every thought. We're the gatekeeper of our mind. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 13. I'll begin reading in verse 13 and read down. Through the rest of the chapter. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty, liberty, only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For all the laws fulfilled in one word, even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, but if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. I say then, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited provoking one another, envying one another. Let's bow in prayer. Heavenly Father, I ask truly that your Spirit would do the ministering. I have nothing in and of myself to accomplish your purposes in our lives. But we rejoice that you have given your Spirit to dwell within us and to guide us into truth. And so we look to you to that end. And so, Lord we ask that not only would you speak to us, but then that we would leave here today to be living epistles of your word, that we would live out of our lives, in our homes, in our relationships, the reality of these truths today. Lord, again, that can only be a work of your spirit, and so we yield to you now, in Jesus' name, amen. Who's calling the shots in your life? You know, many times in our life we realize, wow, there's there's very little that I have control over. and And in reality, there is way more that we don't have control over than we do have control over. But rather than wringing our hands and worrying about the things that we have no control over, we need to turn our focus and attention. Okay, what is it that I do have control over? And really, as we said, we are called to control what comes into our mind. And we are given the responsibility to choose in our own life who is in charge in our life? Now, really, there's, there's only three basic aspects that we're looking at today of, of who's calling the shots in your life. And the first is, are we spirit-controlled? We read in this passage that verse 25, if we live in the spirit... Let us also walk in the Spirit. Paul is writing to believers. They they have come to the point where they realized their sin separated them from God. And, and they understood that the only payment for their sin was the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And they understood that they were dead spiritually. They needed to be born again. Turn to John chapter 3. A very familiar passage, but I want us to renew in our minds the truth of this. John chapter 3, you're familiar with Nicodemus, came to Jesus by night. And, um, and Jesus said to him, you must be born again that you, unless one, verse 3, is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse 4 of John 3, Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. So Jesus is teaching. He said, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. You must be born again to have eternal life. You must be born of the Spirit of God. There's, there's two births that he's talking about here. Born of the flesh and born of the Spirit. And Paul in Galatians is writing to the church, the called-out assembly of believers who have placed their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, so they were born of the Spirit. The Spirit of God is dwelling within them. And he said to them, if you live by the Spirit, if you have spiritual life by the Spirit of God, he says, then you must walk in the Spirit. What does it mean to walk in the Spirit? It means to be controlled by the Spirit of God. It, it means that the Spirit of God is the one that is controlling your life. He's the one that, that's calling the shots. He's the one that is in charge. And he said in this passage, a person that is controlled by the Spirit will have various aspects of the fruit of the Spirit in their life. We're not going to go into details, but love and joy and peace and long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, self-control. When the Spirit is controlling us, these things will be manifested in our life. When the Spirit is not controlling us, they won't be. So... A person controlled by the Spirit will have the fruit of the Spirit. A person that is controlled by the Spirit will have a worldview that sees the big picture, Will um, will be eternally minded. They won't just be thinking about this life. They'll be eternally minded. They'll be thinking about the aspect that everything I do has an impact Not only now, but for eternity. A person that is controlled by the Spirit continually in the walk is asking, what does the Spirit or what does God want me to do? Now, it's not just asking that question. It's the result of seeking God's will through the Word of God. Through prayer, through fellowship with other believers. See, several years ago there was a popular trend, what would Jesus do? Well, that is a great question to ask. But the problem was there were many people that dreamed up what Jesus would do and they would never looked in the word of God to find out what Jesus did. To ask, what would the Spirit of God want me to do, has to be based on, not just some, well, I think the Spirit would want me to do this. It has to be based on active and diligent perusal of the Word of God, study of the Word of God. He said in Second Timothy, study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. A workman that needs not to be ashamed. God's word said, this is what I'm supposed to do. But I went and did something different, and then God rebukes me. God makes it so it doesn't work, and I am ashamed. Or I may come and say, God, I did this, and God says, no, that isn't what I wanted you to do. Why? Because we neglect the word of God. We neglect fellowship with God through the ministry of prayer and fellowship with others. So it's not just um, asking, what does the Spirit want me to do? It's asking that based on, we sang, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. But how many times do we not even ask, what would the Spirit want me to do in this? I mean, from from the basic thing of of situations in the home, in very practical, real situations, what would the Spirit want me to do in this? What does God, what would He want me to do in this? And all of this ties together. See, we, we often divide up our Christian life. This I'm going to get up in the morning and read my Bible and pray, okay? I did that. and And now I'm going to work. That's my work section of my life. No, the principles, the truths of God's Word and God's Spirit should permeate every area of our work, every area of our home life, every area of our interaction with all people, and it needs to be as I said, permeating every area of our life. So how does God's Spirit want me to respond to that grumpy person that I just ran into? How does God's Spirit want me to respond when they're having trouble with the, with the cashier, the machine isn't working right? How does God's Spirit want me to respond? How does God's Spirit want me to respond when someone else gets praised, and I don't, in every situation of life, based on study of Scripture and fellowship with God, to be controlled by the Spirit of God. So, that is, that is one aspect of control. There's another aspect that many people fall into, and they're controlled by their mind. Their top priority is human reasoning. Personal knowledge and experience are greatly valued. Our soul is made up of our mind, our will, and our emotions. And, and they really place a high value on their mind, their will, and their emotions. People that are controlled, that their mind, that part of their body, that part of their being, I should say, is controlling them, will often say when approached with the truth of God's word, there's no way that will work. Or that doesn't make sense. Or I don't have to put up with this stuff. Or, that's not fair. In my mind, I'm discerning things, and, and that is not fair. Or, I don't understand why this happened to me. It's not necessarily bad in, in asking God why this happened. But when we elevate our understanding above the Spirit of God, and we're controlled by our understanding, by our experience, we're more concerned about figuring God out than just believing and obeying Him. Now think of it. The Bible is full of examples of individuals that God called them to do something, and if they were controlled by their mind alone, they wouldn't have done it. Joshua wouldn't have marched around Jericho. Noah wouldn't have built the ark. I mean, the disciples that followed Jesus, humanly speaking, can anything good come out of Nazareth? No. But they they weren't controlled by their mind. They were controlled by the Spirit. And, and we think oftentimes that that we're not controlled by our mind, but if we, if it doesn't make sense to us, it can't be right. Do you understand how limited you are in your mind? I'm not saying you're stupid. I, I'm, we're all limited in our mind. And, and if the only thing that we exactly understood, we trusted... We wouldn't be having lights and electricity. You say, I understand how how electricity works. You may understand how the, the power gets here. You drive by the power station on 6th Street, and you say, I can explain all about that. Maybe some of you can. But when it comes to God, he's God because he alone is limitless. And when we put him under our mind and we say, that doesn't make sense to me. I can't understand that, so it can't be true. Our mind is controlling us. There's one other aspect that I want to mention. It's when we're controlled by our body. We live to satisfy physical appetites and impulses. Paul wrote to another group of believers and he said to them, speaking of the people that they were living amongst, he said, their God is their belly. And it was his way of saying their appetites control them. They're controlled by their physical senses, sight, sound, smell, taste, and touch. That means they're sensual. In our terminology today, sensuality is is limited to the sexual realm. But a, a person that is controlled by their senses is controlled by their body. Their impulsive They're unstable. They're out of control. And honestly, many people today are controlled by their appetites. Now, spirit-controlled, or are we mind-controlled, or are we body-controlled? The right order of this, we are. All of these are parts of our being. But the right order is that the spirit- controls the mind and the mind controls the body. And and honestly, this is this is the the key to unity in a in a family, it's the key to unity in a church, it's the key to unity in a nation. And this is the key to obedience to Christ is that the Spirit controls our mind. It, it, the spirit says to the mind, this is what I want you to do. And the mind says, I may not understand it. I'm not sure why, but I'm going to obey the spirit. And so the spirit controls the mind and the mind then controls the body. The Spirit of God says it's important that we seek first the kingdom of God. So mind, you tell the body to roll out of bed in the morning and seek first the kingdom of God. If the body is controlling us, you keep hitting the snooze button. I don't feel like getting up. The body says, I don't feel like getting up. There are people that are saved... But their body is in a lot of control of their life. And because of that, their spiritual life isn't producing fruit. They're undisciplined. They're they're not committed. This is the only order, the Spirit controlling the mind. So the Spirit of God, and this is where the Spirit of God tests. Last week we said to test every thought, the Spirit of God says, uh, you just had a thought about that guy being a jerk. Get that thought out of there. That guy is made in the image of God. He's no more a jerk than you are. You have a, you have a battle that's going on right there. You don't know what he did to me. He is. He's the biggest jerk I've ever met. And, and right there is the battle. Is the spirit going to control the mind? And we're going to say, you're right. And we reject the thoughts. We take captive every thought. Honestly, it is, it is only this order. The spirit controlling the mind, controlling the body. That is the only order that honors God. People put the mind over others. But again, all of this comes down to two basic things. Salvation and submission. Galatians chapter 5. He's, he's giving this. If you submit to the Spirit. The whole passage we, we read. And he concluded it. If you live in the Spirit. Which we already mentioned. That's salvation. If you're here today. And you have never submitted. To Jesus Christ alone. For the forgiveness of your sins. You are not saved. You are separated from God now by your sins and will be for eternity unless you trust Jesus Christ. It's submitting to the leading of the Spirit of God to bring us to salvation. But once we are saved, many of you here today have trusted Christ for the forgiveness of your sin. You are alive in the Spirit, but you must walk in the Spirit. That means that you put the Spirit number one in your life. God, what does your Spirit want me to do? See, and this is this is the most practical aspect. There's times the, the, the Spirit of God prompts you to do something. And you say, man, my body doesn't feel like doing it. I came home Friday, and and we'd talked about this before, but my wife said, we, we sh- this might be a good time to go see someone. And my body and my mind, I thought, I don't feel like going and seeing them. But I knew in my spirit that it was a good thing that we talked about it, quit talking about it, and do it. See, it's it's every little practical thing. The Spirit cares about everything. There's times the Spirit of God says, says to me, Yeah, it's time to balance the books. Do your budget. And I think, I don't want to do the budget. And I am tired. And you know what? I can... The Spirit of God doesn't throw me against the wall and say you're going to do it. He says, fine, do whatever you want. The Spirit of God always says, it's fine, do whatever you want. And I can make choices, but I can't choose the consequences. And so, simple little things like that. Who's calling the shots? Who, your mind, your, your body says, eh, no, nah, we don't want to do that. And the Spirit says, no, this is right. Who, who wins out in that? Do you, do you say, nope, I know that God always knows best. He's always right. My mind will deceive me. My mind will fool me. My body, good night, it's a lazy, good-for-nothing, falling apart piece of flesh. And it is. Our body naturally will go the other way. You say, not mine, I'm disciplined. That's because you've got a mind that tells your body, get up and go do it. Your body doesn't naturally say, hey, it's time to exercise. Let's go. It doesn't say that. Your body doesn't naturally say, hey, get out of bed and push yourself a little harder than you've been pushing yourself. The only way you do that is when your mind tells you that. But we. The spirit of God, perfect in all his ways. Wisdom. Beyond anything we can imagine, we will elevate our mind and our body over the Spirit of God. And then we wonder why things don't work the way we want. I don't care what you do. You may elevate your mind and you may pray about it. God, bless me in this endeavor. God, help me in this endeavor. And God says no, because you're not obeying my spirit. Do you understand? Continually, if you live by the Spirit, I have spiritual life, let us also walk in the Spirit. The walk that he uses there is the most basic form of progress. It is step by step. So today, when you go home, it's before you go home, walk in the Spirit. Does the Spirit want me to put my head down, walk out of the door, and not greet anybody and not be involved in everybody's life? Maybe he wants you to do that. If you've got a bad attitude and negative spirit, get out of here. You know, that's what the Spirit says. I don't want you infecting anybody else. But he may not be saying, he wouldn't be saying, get out of here. He'd be saying, get right. But everything, everything, how do you respond to your husband or wife? How would the Spirit want me to respond here? Well, your mind says, they don't deserve it. Well, that's what your mind will say. But God's Spirit says, be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. The Spirit says, don't be overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. And this is continually the battle that goes on in our life. And you decide who's in charge in your life. You decide what gives there. So he says, if you live in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit. Can you imagine what difference there would be in our homes and families and community if, if even fifty percent of the people that profess to be Christians in southern Iowa started living in the spirit, can you imagine what a difference it'd be? I mean this is this is what it boils down to. This is what is involved in our worldview. You're redeemed, and He wants you to live in a fallen world, to make a difference in a fallen world, but we can't make a difference if we don't walk in the Spirit. If you live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Heavenly Father, I pray that Your Spirit would make personal in our lives these truths. Lord, Only your spirit can can bring it to the reality of of our individual lives. And I pray today that there would be a renewed commitment on the part of believers to say, I am going to walk in the spirit. That we would truly be spirit controlled, that would control our mind and that our mind would control our body. And that we would have things in the order that you designed and that we could see the fruit of it that would truly glorify you. Lord, I pray for individuals here today that your spirit is even now convicting and they know they are not your child. They know they've never trusted you for forgiveness. I pray today that they would call upon you for the forgiveness of sins and that they would be born spiritually, born again. And then, Lord, I pray for every believer here. May we be conscientious. May your Spirit quicken us to the need to submit to your Spirit. And may we know the joy of walking in your Spirit. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.